Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith. I'm joined today by Tom DeAngelis, Tom Fertile, and Tom Terrace. How are you guys doing? Hey, Rob. Good. Great to be here. Uh, great to be here with you guys. Uh, so for those joining us again, welcome back. For those joining us for the first time, welcome to Reflections from the Heart. And it's a, it's a gospel reflection. And what that is, it's a chance for us to look and pray with and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts uh, around the gospel that we will hear for this coming Sunday's Mass. So uh, we're so glad that you are with us. Uh, before we get started, Tom, if you could lead us in a prayer, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we know that you call each one of us by name. We are called for sainthood. We are called to walk with you faithfully. We are called to be open to your promptings, to your guidance, to your Holy Spirit, to love others in this world until we rest with you forever. Lord, we ask for strength, for grace, for patience, for courage, that we may be saints in training here on earth, that we may be faithful disciples, that we may be strong in what we do, truthful in what we say, and above all else, charitable to all we, we deal with. We ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Tom Harris, sure. if you can lead us in the gospel, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. Great. Uh, this is from the gospel of uh, St. Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, the first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying he is one, and there is no other than he, and to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, you he are said not to him, far from the kingdom of God, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Tom, in your, in your opening prayer, you said saints in training, and uh, it really... Really struck me, you know, celebrating All Saints uh, this week, this past week, we have so many great role models. And someone sent me a quote from Pope St. Clement I and said, follow the saints because those who follow them will become saints. So, uh, you know, it's like St. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. All right? So if we're looking to, to get better in any craft, any trade, any sport, any musical instrument, we have that 
that role model that we follow, you know, we're going to get better. So who better to follow than learning from the saints who are friends of our Lord. I was at a school this past week, uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. And we were talking about that. The, the visit before we talked about goals and we just had them. So if anything, you know, first, whatever comes top of mind, what are your goals for this year? And probably 99% of them were academic, athletic. Uh, the rare was anything about our faith. Um, so we started talking about our you know, faith goals as well. And we drew something on the board where the middle remained open. And the one thing that no one said was, you know, I, I want to become a saint. And I said, what do you think about that as a, as a bullseye goal? And I said, in all these other goals, athletic, academic, uh, music goals, being in plays, being a better son, daughter, it's all helping us become a saint. So um, we were talking about, about that. And, uh, and then I shared from, from last session to this session that quote about that following, you know, the best way to, to become a saint is to follow the lead. And uh, you know, there's so many great examples that we have that live these commandments that lived, love God, love neighbor. So sometimes for me, at least, you know, I, I love sacred scripture, right? Obviously this is first and foremost, but it helps me to see what does this look like? What does this look like in someone's life to truly be all in, to love God with everything and love, you know, because of that love of God, love my neighbor. So uh, we're, we're so blessed to have, have the saints to, to look to as uh, as our big brothers and sisters as our example. You know, it's it's really interesting that <clears throat> Rob that you shared that um, that idea of the you know kind of the hole in the middle. You know, you got all these other goals around it because that's one of the things I try to share with uh, student athletes when I talk with them, particularly football players. Is you know, particularly at, at a Catholic school, I I try to get across to people that we actually have uh, what I would consider to be a competitive advantage as Catholics, because we know what's in the middle of that. We're supposed to know what's in the middle of it. And the thing that a lot of people, I think, in our tradition have forgotten is that being a saint in the middle means striving for perfection. And that's supposed to, and as you said, because those other things are in the periphery, they're on the outside, as you're striving for that, to be better and better in your life, at, at, at your in your relationship with God, that influences everything else. Because you can't be, you know, you can't, develop a relationship with the highest good and be a mediocre, lousy, unaccomplished football player or, or band member or student, you know, um, you have to strive to be the best you can in everything because what we are, you know, what we've been given is, is a gift from God and what we do with that is what we give back to him. So by having that goal in the center, and it's it's a different way than the way I explain it, but I think I'm going to use that because you say, well, we got all these other goals around the outside, but what's the one that's in the center? That's the one that should power everything else. And contrary to what I think the world has convinced people is that, oh, if you're going to be a saint, well, you're not going to be a great football player, mm -hmm. or you're not going to be a great basketball player, or you're not going to be a great you know, dramatist or a great physicist or something. No, no, that's exactly the opposite. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the wrong. The truth of the matter is, if you are you, if you are striving to be a saint, you'll it will it will drive you. It will power you to be the best you can in everything. Because why? For the glory of God, like the Jesuits say, we do what we do all for the glory of God. Why would you do something mediocre for God? 
if you're really your heart's really set on being a saint and i and all that goes back as you said to that first commandment which is love god you know hero israel love the lord your god with your whole heart your whole heart your whole soul your whole strength everything well, Where I it think comes from. a lot of times, Tom, we 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 think about saints. We we lose track of that part. We 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 pay attention to what they did or what they said, and we yeah. get caught up in that and forget right. like what's at the source of that. You know, right. so well, I want to be like Francis. Francis rebuilt the church. You know, yeah, yeah but he loved God first, which led him there. And yeah. Boniface he had the courage to chop down the tree and the the pagans. Yeah. yeah, but that was because of love of God. And you can accept martyrhood, you know, yeah. because of love of God. So we 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 look at you know what they did. Um, which is great, uh, but, but what you're saying, right, at the heart of it was it's their love of God first and foremost that then enabled them to excel in whatever they did. And, and many of the saints had normal vocations and, and jobs, or I should say, and, and, and lives like, just like we do. Um, but that love of God is what permeated and, and came out, which allowed them to be effective in you know, what, 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 whatever they did. Um, so I think you're right on. I like that, that idea of the, the, you know, what's in the middle. Um, and, it, and it's clear, it's clear in the scripture passage, you know, the love of God comes first. Um, yeah. And then you can, you know, without that, everything else is empty and everything right. else will be hollow. Uh, so the example of the saints, you know, emulate what they did on a daily basis, but probably the first thing they all did was turn to prayer yeah. <laughs> and keep connected uh, and have that strong relationship with the Father through the Son. Without that, everything else is, uh, you know, is Yeah, no, no you're talking, you guys are talking about like saints in training or striving for perfection or striving for the higher good. It reminds me of the other person that came to Jesus, the rich young man mm -hmm. who said, you know, what must I do to gain you know, the kingdom of God. And Jesus says, well, what, what does it say? And, you know, you shall not steal, you should not lie, honor your mother and father. But he doesn't, Jesus doesn't mention that first one. And then what does he say to the, the rich young man then says, well, I've done all these, you know, and Jesus says, you're lacking one thing, you know, give up everything and follow me, which is love me first, you're, mm -hmm. you know. And so, in other words, this person, this scribe seemed to get it that that is the greatest commandment where the other one he was trying to bring along, he was trying to make into a saint, you know, like give up everything and come follow me. I, you're, you're, in other words, Jesus, he spells out the, I don't want to say the lower commandments to that person. He, was he lacking, met him where he was. Yeah, yeah. and he, he was lacking the higher ones and wanted him to come yeah. along with him. I think it's interesting too that after the, scribe here repeats what Jesus said and kind of adds on to it a little bit more because then he says, it's worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. So he not only affirms what he said, but he says, and it's even more important than our ritual practice, you know? Mm -hmm. But then Jesus says, Jesus doesn't say, you're right on the money. He says, you're not far from the kingdom of heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Not quite there yet, but you know. But uh, you're 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 getting it, you know. Now, if you sell everything and give it to the poor and come and follow me, then you're probably then he'll probably say you're you're here, you know, you're in the kingdom now. Yeah. I heard someone this past week talk about the uh, you know the all in nature, and, and he's he's focusing on uh, with all your mind, especially as it related to his uh, relationship with his wife. He said a lot of times in the morning, they have a lot of young kids and they're trying to get everything ready, and it's just a lot of stuff going on. And he said sometimes I leave. And, and, and the battle for the mind is, you know, the Lord wants to occupy our, our thoughts, our mind, and, and so does the enemy, right? So the battle that he shared, which was really, really helpful to all of us who were there when he was sharing it, was, um, 
whatever he whatever his mind is occupied with, like if if he starts going down the road of, does she really know how much I do? Does she really know how much work I do in the morning? I, I have to go off to work, but before I even leave the house, and I'm changing this diaper, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, like if his mind is occupied with that, and then he has an opportunity to interact with her, she's going to feel that. Yeah. As opposed to in that battle for his mind, if he goes, says, wow, I'm so glad that I'm on the same team with my wife. We have so much that we have to get done in the morning. I can't imagine doing that all alone. I'm so glad that we do this together. And like, you know, so if he has his mind going down that road and then she calls, she's going to receive that, which is, ah, oh, so glad you called. Man, that was that was awesome yeah. morning. I'm, you know, I'm sorry if I was a little short, whatever. So this all in, it, there's a battle. And there's a battle for our heart. There's a battle for our mind. There's a battle for our soul, ultimately, right? And for our strength, like what are we going to do? The gifts God has given us, you know, the gift of our strength to to work and to and to serve. Uh, there's a battle going on. There's yeah. a battle going on for that. And that's a that's a great example of I think the reason why. Jesus put the first commandment where he did, and then to say he, he was only asked for what's the first commandment, but he in, he gives two, and the first one is love God with your whole soul, your mind, your strength, etc. And then he says love your neighbor as yourself. And I think part of the reason why he did that is exactly to the, your point, Rob, is that is that if your heart is not set on God first, then your mind is is open to input from the enemy, you know, and, and now you're starting to think about, you know things that are more selfish as opposed to if your heart is and mind and soul is and your strength is focused on God, then the thoughts that come to mind when you're changing the diapers and running around and doing all those things, and I've been there, um, in the morning is not is is like you said, it's great to be on this team. It's great that it's great that I have I've been given thank you God. I've given me the opportunity to to make a sacrifice this morning, to do something a little more than maybe the average guy is doing because I've got five kids or six kids or something like that. So it gives us a different perspective. And again, that's some of the, one of the things I try to get across to to student athletes is it's one thing if you play and you you know you struggle and you sacrifice and you work hard if you're doing it for yourself versus if you're doing it for other people. It's a whole different thing if you're doing it to honor God and give to other people, as these two commandments point out here in, in summary. It's a whole different mental approach. There's so much more you can give. Like at a, at a certain point, if you're playing for yourself, so to speak, I think you can give yourself permission at some point to say, I've done enough because that's inherent in that selfishness. Like I've, I've put enough in. What about some of the other guys? But these other guys aren't blocking. These other guys aren't, you know, I've caught three balls. Let somebody, you know, I've done my work. As opposed to if if it's an opportunity for you to share the best that you are, and not only that, give the gift to the other person of pushing them to go further. Then it's a whole different it's a whole different thing, because when it's God and when it's other people, you can't say no. You know, if you've committed yourself to that, there's no no. There's only yes. Like Saint Paul says, Christ is all yes. There's no no in Christ. It's only yes. So I really think that's a huge difference. But it, it it's in all of life. It's not in, just in sports or just in family. It's when we have our heart and our mind set on God first, which is, I think, why Jesus put that first, then we can do the other things in our life and we do them well and do them increasingly better because that's our gift to God. That's what we, that's what we do for God. But if, you, if that God's not in your heart first, you know, 
And I think too, Tom, when you were mentioning about some of the saints, you know, being a being a role model for us, I can't tell you how many of them. And I don't remember off the top of my head, but I remember Saint Ter- Teresa of Avila. I remember Saint Anthony. I think one or two other saints that I, they're not coming to mind right away. Um, Saint Ignatius. Um, all wanted to be Saint Therese of Lisieux. Wanted to be martyrs and prayed that God would take them. You know, Saint Anthony even got in a boat and went to Northern Africa and was shipwrecked and sent back because he was he got really sick. They all wanted to be martyrs, and they, what they found out was that that wasn't what God had in mind for them. So then their martyrdom became the fact that they, first of all, couldn't be martyrs because it, it wasn't, you know. Fran, St. Francis wanted to go preach to the to the Moors, to the Islam, because he, he hoped he would be martyred. But sometimes we don't get what we want, we, and what God gives us is what he wants from us, and that's uh, that like kind of point you're making that. there. You know, again, it, it's a two-for-one, like, you know, that, and, and, and I think it's because— Probably you can't do one without the other. I mean, right. can you really love God without loving his creation and the people right. that he's put here as well? I mean, it's, it's, it, it's impossible. It's impossible to, uh, you know, is, is it a genuine love of God if, if you, you know, I love you, God, but I hate all that you made and all, and all who you made. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem to make sense. Like, I love you, Tom, but your kids. That's, I, right, I really, right, I really right, can't right. Stand uh, your kids, and, you know, and, and vice versa. Can you really love? And that gets, that gets to be a tricky one, you know. Um, I'll never forget, I had a, a student one time come in to go on a mission trip and she said, well, I don't, you know, like, Mr. Farrell, I really don't believe in God, but can I go on this, on this, like this, this work mission trip? And I said, um, I use it as an opportunity. Like, okay, Lord, you had a, something here. Well, why do you want to go? Well, I want to help people. Well, why? Well, because I think it's a good thing to do. Well, why? You know, and we, and we just had a very good discussion. It, to me, it was easy. I just kept saying, why, why, why? But of course, the point was to try to get her to kind of really contemplate, wh- why am I doing this? What does it mean to be good? Yeah. What, what is the per- where does that coming from? What's, yeah. what's inside me that says, surely it's not some Darwin survival thing. You wouldn't give up <laughs> yeah. your own comfort to go help others. You know, so yeah, it was really right, right. cool conversation. Um, to, you know, and that's one of those philosophical things, but it, but it really yeah. got to the point. Can you really love somebody apart from God? In, in school, again, we would talk morality. And it was like, you know, who defines love and what is love, especially, you know, sexual morality, you know, well, what if they love each other? Well, define love, you know, apart from God, define love without some ultimate definition of love. Like you were saying, Tom, like what's the highest order? What's the best, you know? And um, it really made people think, you know, it's, can you really love somebody you know, apart from God, because if if God's a definition of love, then wouldn't His expression of love be the be the be the highest right. definition of love? And I'm, and it'd be possible to love somebody, and in a way that draws them into sin, because right. that wouldn't be love, then would it? You know, and that's one of the hardest things for you know not just young people, but for you know for young people especially, you know, to grasp that we because we get caught up in that emotion of love, yeah. and you know, as we all know, you know, we have one word for love. I love pizza and I love my mom, you know, but it's different. And I love God, uh, and I love God. Uh, so it's but so it's different. So th- those two are inseparable, you know. Um, to love God without loving his creation and to, to love other people without loving God first, it just doesn't work. It's, it's incomplete. There's, there's something yeah. missing. I think that's the, what you just described, I think, is the fundamental deception of our culture, which is that you can love, you can be a good person mm. and you don't really need God. You don't really need, but, you know, where's the, where's the, what's the reason for that? Why right. would you, and then, and then love then becomes whatever I feel is and then it could be that I feel like we should have sex outside of marriage, and if we have a baby, we should be able to have an abortion, and we should be free to do all that stuff. But when you really look at that in light of, you know, the highest good, 
Is that, is that the best we can do? Is that, is that the best you can do for your girlfriend or for your boyfriend? You know, I really, I, that's a fundamental deception. Somehow or another, the, the adversary has convinced people that they can do whatever they want and make God happy, you know? And whatever it is, it doesn't have to be the highest good. You know, it's, it's good is whatever I define it, and God will be okay with that. You know, like, God, what, what's God's purpose is really to empower me, right? Isn't that what he's supposed to be doing? You know, that's the fundamental deception as opposed to, you know. Eat the apple, it's he's, okay. He's got, yeah, <laughs> he's God and we're not. You know, that's, right, right. that's the reality, you know. You mentioned good person. I just wrote it down. When a good person finds God, I, that confuses some people in their life. He says, well, that guy was, he was a good guy. Like, what, what what's this, what, what's, yeah, what's <laughs> whole thing about God? Like, he was, he was a good guy already. Um, so that, that's interesting. That's interesting. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think of being an all-star sinner, needing to have a conversion, and then you find God. But there's a lot of good people that, have fallen into indifference. You know, yeah. I, I was definitely in that camp. I was doing some things I needed to stop, but most of most of it, it was just indifference. You know, I never said I didn't like you, God, or I don't want to have anything to do with you. I just never thought of them, <laughs> and uh, didn't make you know didn't make the top five or ten list right. uh, for a good part of my life. Um, so it's not good enough to be good. You know, we need to we need to be intentional with our relationship. You know, God. When Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary, he held out his, his sacred heart and said, behold, this heart of mine that loves so much, but it re- receives such little love in return. So we have, we have our, our Lord who is fully God and fully man. So Jesus has a human heart that like our heart desires, wants to be loved, right? That he desires and delights in us and, and he's just waiting for us to respond, just to hang out with him. You know, just to just to want to be with him, just not to try to figure it out or be there to, you know, help give him the answers, right? But just to be with him. Um, so that's that's our that's God. You know, God is madly in love with us, desires us, delights in us, and just wants us to express our love back just by wanting to hang out with him. I wonder if you could uh, just instead of like reading the whole Bible, just read that one little passage. <laughs> he is the one, because you know afterwards it says no one dared right, to ask right. him any more questions. <laughs> like there's nothing else to say. That like sums up everything right, <laughs> right there. I think I think I think it's a valid point. You know, I mean I, that's how I always looked at that. Like, like you know, no one dared as though like oh he's going to shut you down. No, I, I looked at it as like case closed. I mean, yeah. That's how I always you're you're right on. I mean. Everything else, like we've been saying this entire time, everything else flows from that. Right? The rest is details. Uh, and the other things are important, what we do and, and, you know, even the traditions and the customs, you know, your burnt offerings, you know, that, those, they're all important, but it's, it's, not, it's not the starting point. So, no, I, I, like, I like that, Tom. That's a good, good point. Sum up, sum up uh, a lot of chapters and verses, you know, right there. <laughs> right that, Latin, for God so loved the world, right? So, mm. love them back. Boom. Done. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy, right? <laughs> I, I have a paper that I've marked up and carry in my pocket and right to your point, well, to both of your points actually, but to your point, Rob, this is from St. Benedict, you know, from back in the 300s. And he said, it, it's about it's about love. He talks about God as love and, uh, you know, I love because I love. I love that I may love, which is kind of the title of the thing. But he says, for when God loves, all he desires is to be loved in return. The sole purpose of his love is to be loved in the knowledge that those who love him 
are made happy by their love for him. Mm-hmm. That, in other words, that's, that's all you need. He, all he wants is for us, what you said, is just to rest in his love, just to be there. And his greatest reward for his love to you is that he knows that he's making you infinitely happy by loving you. And that you're and that you're accepting it. And so I sometimes when I sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament, I think about that. Like I'm there praying and I gotta get my office and I gotta do these prayers and I got a novena I'm working on. And it's like I just need to accept the fact that God loves me and delight it, like you said, delight in that. And that gives him the greatest delight, because all he wants to know is that we're benefiting from his love. And then and to the point then to this gospel is that when you experience that. That's what you can share with other people. What what else is there, you know? And why would you not want to go out and bust your tail for a God like that? Yeah. And isn't that what Father Gately says? You yeah. Know, like he was doing all this fasting and all this crazy stuff, and he had a, the sense that Jesus said to him, I, I just want you to be my friend, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you said, like you don't have to do with the office, doing all this stuff, and he yeah. just wants us to delight in the fact that he loves us, yeah. you know? And we're all trying to be happy. We're happier. There's there's a song out now. You know, I think it's called Happier, and it's you know the whole story is I want you to be happier, like thinking that if you release somebody for the next thing, that they'll be happier. And we all know how that how that plays out. You know, then we'll need the next thing and the next thing. So we all want to be happy. We want to be happier. And God is saying, so do I. I want you to be happy. The only way you can truly be happy is resting in my love. Right, it's just like the commandments. Uh, the most beautiful homily I heard on on the commandments was a priest in a daily mass, and he said a lot of people think it's just things not to do, not to do. Why don't you just change it and say, picture God speaking to you, saying, "If you truly want to be happy," and then he, and they would name the commandments. If you truly want to be happy, you know, tell the truth. If you truly want to be happy, don't you know, look at you know someone else's wife and goods and covet them. So, but he started each one with, "If you truly want to be happy." So God's not creating these, you know, lists of things to burden us with so we'd be miserable. He knows that following those commandments will make us happy. He knows that resting in his love, just wanting to be with him and just hang out with him and you know, just like our friendships, you know, sometimes a friend will show up, we don't really say much to each other, but just being in each other's company, especially during a time that we're down, is is beautiful. So our Lord is going through some suffering now, what's going on, and we can console his heart just by hanging out with him. So I just invite everyone to go to the closest chapel and just hang out with our Lord. Just be with him and rest in his love. God bless you all. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization 
and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.